When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. Boom, and I'm Ben Bullock. Oh, nice, Ben. How many uh, how many explosion sound effects can we expect today? Uh, we, counting the ones I did off air practicing. Yeah, I mean, you walked into the room making explosion sound I effects. Did, actually, so. I did. Yeah. I was pretty excited about this one because this is something that some people have doubtlessly wondered about. I mean, listeners, surely I'm not the only guy who's watched uh, an action film and noticed that these cars are just firecrackers on tires. Well, they're left and right. They're just exploding everywhere. I mean, I don't know how we are able to drive without our cars exploding. Yes. How on earth have we been able to go in Atlanta traffic for years without being treated to a cavalcade of explosions? I've never seen even one, Ben. Never seen one explode. I have also never seen a car explode in real life. Now, I've seen a car do some pretty intense burning, which is still spells death for the car. Yeah. But that's a very different thing. It is, and we'll talk about that too, I promise. But, you know, we need to just get this right out front that, you know, Hollywood has made us believe that anytime there's a car fire, you can expect a car explosion to follow, right? Right, exactly. Uh, even if a car just tumbles down a ravine it explodes well yeah that's uh that's uh okay yeah i can picture exactly what you're talking yeah. about the car drives off the cliff down towards the ocean and uh tumbles and falls onto a rock which and is yeah settles and then kaboom right which is still not quite but what you're talking about but we're talking about two extreme examples your point about seeing a car with a fire and then knowing oh because it's a film our protagonist has about three seconds to run away in slow motion exactly exactly now the truth is I mean, we we said this already, but cars will burn, sometimes completely, but it's very, very rare that a car will explode. Very yeah. rare. It's like a, it's a perfect storm. And what we'd like to talk about it are uh, a couple of things here. Um, you know, for instance, uh, 
For instance, the the Ford Pintos were notorious for exploding. Oh right? yeah, you know what? I've got some stuff on this. Can we can we hang off on the Ford Pinto yeah, yeah, uh, discussion it. until just a little bit later? Because I've got a little bit of a tie-in with um, uh, popular media, and okay. I think people are going to know what that means already because there's a, a famous case that goes along with this. But I, I do want to get to it. I promise we'll talk about the, that because that's one part of my notes. But I think maybe we should talk about like maybe gasoline itself. Oh, the why. basics. Yeah. yeah, I guess let's just talk about the basics first, and then we'll get to the Pinto stuff. I promise. But you know, the basics are that gasoline itself doesn't really want to explode. Right. Gasoline is not an explosive chemical on its own. So the auto ignition temperature, and that would be the temperature at which gasoline appears to spontaneously combust, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Uh, it has to be pretty hot. It has to be between 475 to 536 degrees Fahrenheit. That's an awful high temperature. And, you know, that's a, and what we're talking about is, I guess, that, you know, it, it wants to, it'll burn. Sure, it'll burn. Right. The fumes burn, of course. You know, the, the, the substance itself is flammable. It's not necessarily explosive. Now, what causes right. it to be explosive is that it's, it's confined, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think, you would really think like that, you know, of course, there's the fuel tank, right? And that's, that's confined. Right. Not necessarily the case. That's a great point because a lot of, uh, a lot of people who, who would just see these movies maybe and they don't, maybe they don't know too much about an engine. Uh, might miss one weird truth about any com- internal combustion engine. It takes some work to make that gasoline ignite. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the, we'll talk about the gas tanks too. But it does take a lot of, of effort in order to make gasoline explode. And and we do it in a very controlled situation in an engine, right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to you have to atomize it, which is what the fuel injectors do. It right. And then you got to mix it with air. It, yeah. It provides like a fine mist, and then you mix it with air, and it's a very calculated mixture. You know, we know exactly how much fuel is there. We know exactly how much air is there. And then you have to compress it. You know, so it's very, very dense. And then you have to ignite it with something, a spark of some kind, right? And we mm-hmm. do that, you know, thousands of times a minute, you know, in an engine, you know, it's, it's firing away happily. But, you know, when you take the, uh, the controlled aspect out of it and you're talking about like an, you know, a, a collision or something like that where a fuel tank, um, is potentially going to explode, right? Mm-hmm. You, you think it would in a fire. All of these factors you're, you'll find are very, very important in that, you know, none of those are really occurring in the uh, in the collision situation you, you've yeah. got liquid fuel you know the tank may be ruptured it may be punctured where it's you know pouring out fuel which that, oh, right. that happens that can happen like sure. a fuel line gets set of course that can happen or you know the tank itself can be punctured by uh, you know steel or you know wayward metal that has come in you know via this uh, you know the bumper being smashed into it or something mm-hmm. um, you know, the ruptured tank that's that's not Terribly common, but it does happen. I've seen it, you know, cars losing fuel all over the road. Right. Dangerous situation there, of course. You know, it's not that it's not dangerous. It's just that's not going to cause an explosion. What causes the explosion is when it's confined. And even in the tank, as I mentioned, you know, the tank is, is working hard to prevent any kind of explosion situation. It's, it's got baffles built into it. Mm-hmm. It's got vents already so that, you know, the pressure can't, you know, it's not allowed to build up quite as much as you would think in a, in a fuel tank. And, um, you know, the other thing is that, you know, let's say that the, the tank is ruptured, you know, um, and, and fuel is spilling out. It's not necessarily the case that there's always going to be a spark or anything that's going to ignite that fuel. That's a very, very good point. It might just be even if we have that combination of gas and air by, you know, let's say gas is spraying out of the tank, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we have that combination of gas and air somehow without the spark, 
nothing's going to happen. Yeah, and typically, after a car accident, not always, but, you know, usually the cars are not running anymore. You know, there's a, a fuel shutoff that happens sometimes if a car is jolted really hard. You know, I know that happens in older cars. Um, people think to turn, you know, I hope that people think to turn off the ignition when they get out of the car. It's not often that there's, you know, just something that's, you know, wire that's laying loose sparking all over the place or, you know, there's something exceedingly hot that's going to ignite that fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, hopefully something's not dragging through the fuel and causing it to ignite as well. There's, right. there's cases where it does happen, but oftentimes, you know, there's going to be fuel and no fire. Right. Yeah. And uh, or there might be a fire of some sort and fuel, but not the air. So it won't make the explosion. Yeah, there's not the the factor of it being compressed or not compressed, but rather in a confined area that would mm. that would allow the explosion to happen. That's the right. the, the big thing here. Or I guess really we're getting at, and mm. it's kind of the roundabout way to get to this. I think we said it a few times. It has to be in a confined space, and then it has to be ignited in that confined space. Now, if you have a, a confined space like a fuel tank, and it is ruptured. How, you know, the spark that would have to ignite that would have to be inside that confined space. And then not only that, the point where it was ruptured is actually now a vent for it. So mm-hmm. there's not going to be that buildup that you would think would be there. So a lot of people have this vision that, you know, there's going to be this, this fireball explosion that's going to yeah. happen after an accident. But it's yeah. not necessarily the case. In fact, a car can be completely engulfed in flames. And it can it can actually breach the fuel tank, mm-hmm. you know, melt it or or somehow allow it to uh, you know expand and then and then break the seams or whatever. A fuel line could be ruptured, and that fuel tank will never explode. Right now, it could burn intensely. We're talking like an inferno level. Yeah, and you may hear like a big whoosh sound is what they describe it as. Mm-hmm. You know, where the where it does ignite, and you know, there's a lot of fumes that are going up, and you know, of course, you know, big collections of fuel mm-hmm. that, that can burn. And a lot of times, you'll hear tires popping and things like that. You know, in a collision. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, in a, in a car fire, when a car is completely burning to the ground, you know, the four tires are going to pop at some point. You're going to hear four little bangs from that, and it may start startle people, cause them to jump back. Sure, you may hear, hear the uh, the fuel tank when it finally is breached, when it finally does rupture and it, and it does make that whoosh sound. But that's not a true explosion because a lot of times when you see a car that is completely burned, it's a shell of a car, um, you know, you're, you're going to see that it's still intact. It's not completely blown apart as if there was an explosion. So mm-hmm. you, know, you may think that a car has exploded, you know, just looking at it in the uh, in the junkyard, you know, a burned yeah. out you know shell of a car. But then you realize, like, well, that thing's still intact. It didn't completely destroy itself during this explosion. Because what we're thinking of in explosions are something that would cause the frame and everything to be just, you know, shattered and shrapnel flying everywhere and, you know, bits and pieces would be blown off of the car. That's not the case in most of these. Yeah. Uh, an explosion would be a force of disintegration. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, those cars we've seen that are burnt out shells are, again, victims of slow burn where everything flammable went with the fire. Mm-hmm. But... When we talk about these explosions versus fires, let's make no mistake, uh, car fires are just as dangerous to the people driving as an explosion might be, um, in that things can, as the internet likes to say, escalate quickly. And, um, not only that, car fires are much more likely not to scare anybody, but statistically speaking, they they are much more likely. We've established that we've established that uh, a car explosion is on par with winning some horrible lottery of an accident, right? Yeah, it's very very rare. Very very, it's exceedingly rare. Um, as a matter of fact, 
the uh, good folks at Mythbusters, another discovery enterprise that people might have heard of, uh, did check out this myth about car explosions by shooting the gas tank. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, they found that they had a hard time making a car explode. It's, uh, it's exceedingly difficult to make a car explode or a fuel tank explode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, can I just throw in a plug here for one of our articles, I guess, because yeah. it, it ties right in with what we're talking about. We have an article called Top Ten Causes of Car Fires that's on our site now mm-hmm. and uh, it, on HowStuffWorks.com. And it goes through, you know, design flaws and, and electrical problems and even arson, mm-hmm. car crashes, which is, you know, probably a big concern from a lot of people, the car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, hybrid and electric vehicle batteries, and I think the biggest thing, the number one issue, you know, there's a, there's electrical issues, of course. Fuel system leaks is the number one cause of car fires. Now, that's not to say explosions. I mean, explosions are a completely different ball game. Yep. But the number one cause of car fires, or the number one on our list, anyways, is fuel leaks, and and that's relatively common. I mean, that, that can happen. Now, that's not to say that car fires aren't dangerous. Right. You know, you, they're still extremely dangerous. You need to get out of the car, and you need mm-hmm. you know you need to know the procedure in order to get away from the car and time you know stay your distance. But it's not going to explode. You know what? Uh, speaking of explosions, I've got something for you here. What have you got? I was researching explosions, which is kind of cool that this is my day job to research explosions. Not right? bad, yeah. Yeah, uh, so we've had some fun with this one, and we do this movie club on Netflix. I found a movie that I think you would enjoy as much as I did, Scott. It's called The Hindenburg. Oh, my gosh, Ben. You found one that ties in with uh, with car explosions. Yes. Uh, so this is uh, kind of a loosely based on true events story. It's a fictionalized version of the events leading up to the infamous 1937 Zeppelin crash. Yeah, the amazing crash that uh, they captured on film. You can watch this, you know, on video, um, rather on film, on online. Um, fantastic. I mean, it's, it's horrifying to watch, right, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's really striking footage. Yes, and you can see part of the uh, story on this, or fictionalized version of it, by going to Netflix Instant to check out this story. Now, in the Hindenburg, the film, a German intelligence officer boards the doomed blimp to foil a conspiracy to blow it up. So it's kind of like a mystery, a whodunit. He's got a list of suspects, and he's talking to these people on the blimp or on the Zeppelin, trying to figure out what's going on. And we also have a podcast on that one. If you'd like to have some more information about Zeppelins themselves, and uh, you know what, Ben, yeah. I was just thinking. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. I need to. I mean to derail you here, no. but I was thinking that you know, there's a couple of reasons why a vehicle may explode. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install. No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. 
someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Ooh, yeah, we laid on me. About that, and and it's not what you may think. It's not you know any of that stuff that we've been talking about. That all stays true. You know the, the fuel tanks and everything else. Yeah. But if a vehicle is carrying um, an additional fuel tank that maybe isn't you know a vented system or anything like that, you know, something that can heat up and can build up pressure. Sure. There's a chance that it could explode. Like let's say an RV that's carrying a propane tank. That's a great. That's a great example. And a lot of these RVs carry really big propane tanks. You know, if they're, they're the cross country type, mm-hmm. you know, they carry for them for fuel and for I'm, I'm sorry for heating fuel and for, and for cooking yeah. and uh, um, you know whatever else they have needs for for heat, right? Maybe for yeah. water heaters or something exactly, like that, right? The water heater. And um, so they have these big propane tanks, and there's a, there's I guess a reason to be concerned about an RV fire for for that particular reason. And if you know a truck is carrying pressurized tanks of oxygen or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, we've seen those canisters going down the road. Right, yeah, and I, I thought that was a good point that you made, too. Uh, car or trucks that are transporting cargo that's flammable mm-hmm. or explosive. Yeah, and it's still not entirely likely. I mean, it's still, you know, it would take a raging fire that would really, really burn, you know, had built up a lot of pressure in mm-hmm. those tanks in order mm-hmm. for them to blow. But that's a great cause for concern, you know, when someone's, a, you know, a first responder or somebody that's trying to save people. Right, EMT, law enforcement. Yeah, in an RV, it's a little bit different than in a car, because in a car, everybody thinks like, oh, my gosh, i got to stay away. Um, you know, there's, of course, you know, the heroes will rush in and, and help people out. Yeah, which God bless them. We need heroes, right? So, you know, people do that, and that's that's good. They maybe they they know that you know the car is not going to explode like we think. It's going to get intensely hot quickly. I need to get these people out. But mm-hmm. um, you know the other side is that you know a lot of people run the opposite direction, thinking that it's going to explode. That's not the case. Yeah, and uh, just just for uh, an an example here, real world contrast. Um, we already mentioned that fires are by far the primary concern. Uh, so the National Fire Protection Association looked at uh, some numbers from 2002 to 2005 
of all of the cars, the vehicles in general that caught fire on U.S. highways, uh, only 3% occurred because of a collision. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not an extremely high percent. That's a very small percent, and yeah. that's just the underline, again, that um, one of your best preventative measures for car explosion or car fire is regular maintenance. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we've seen a few examples in history of of, uh, of cars that supposedly explode, right? I mean, you mentioned early on this podcast the Pinto, right? And you want to talk uh, yeah. about that? Well, let's, let's talk about the Pinto now, and we'll kind of wrap it up on this, because I think we've proven our point here that cars just don't want to explode on their own, right? I mean, there have to be several outside factors that would cause a car to explode, you know? It's almost like somebody would have to load it up with dynamite mm-hmm. or something like that, almost like the... Uh, you know the the Hollywood uh, stunt technicians would do. You know that would uh, would load up cars and make them appear as if they're going to be exploding every time they get you know rear-ended, right? Right. Yeah. Well, well, the Ford Pinto that you talked about, kind of a similar thing was going on in a, in a different way, though. I mean, this is real life, of course. Yeah. They did have a problem, right? Yeah, and it all it all goes back to uh, a nuts and bolts issue. Literally, the uh, bolts that were behind the rear bumper on the Ford Pinto. We're too long. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've got a little more to add to this, Ben. Yeah. Because we've all seen the footage of those things being, you know, pushed in from the back end, fuel sprays everywhere, a fire ignites, and then, you know, that's a terrible fire. And, you know, there were a lot of deaths, actually, that happened because of that, right? Right, yeah. So when a rear collision occurred, these the bolts, because they were too long, would get knocked forward, doing what you're talking about, puncturing the fuel tank that was positioned in the rear and causing it to leak. But this did lead to deaths. Yeah, it did. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Something like 27 deaths, or I think Ooh. it was, and, and Ford paid you know a big lawsuit for this, and there was a you know a dramatic redesign in the vehicle, and they finally dropped the line, and you know there's a lot of problems, but it turns out that Ford Pintos were not the only ones that had a similar design. I guess the Chevy Vega and the AMC Ooh. Gremlin, the Dodge Colt of all of that era were statistically at the same risk as the Ford Pinto was. They just used those longer bolts in the in the Pinto and that's why it got the bad rep. Mm-hmm. They had a similar design in that, you know, the fuel tank was in a similar position and, you know, of course similar size. Yeah. And the same type of thing could have happened to the to those vehicles. They were all kind of in the same boat, I guess. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't really think about the Vega, the Gremlin, the Colt of that same era. And I, I kinda ran across that somewhere. And there's something else that this reminded me of. Okay. And uh, this maybe is our last thing, I think. And okay. you've got something else you want to add to this whole thing. Um, it made me think about the Dateline NBC uh, story that, that aired back in, I think it was in the early 1990s, like 1992. And it was General Motors versus Dateline NBC in a lawsuit that never really came to the courts. And they had this whole problem. The, the, the program title from Dateline NBC was called uh, Waiting to Explode. Very sensational title, right? Yeah. And this is all about the GM pickup trucks that had what they called side saddle fuel tanks. Mm-hmm. And they claimed that they would ignite on impact on the side. You know, we saw the, uh, the footage of, I think it was like an old, um, citation or something being ran into an old pickup truck on, just somewhere in Indiana on a, on a country road. Yeah. And the thing, it, Instantly ignited, you know, the huge fireball. It was a real big deal. Well, I think there were some, there were some fires involved with this, of course. Um, but the, the problem was that Dateline, the Dateline producers had actually attached remote controlled model rocket engines to the side of the fuel tank and, wow. and ignited the fuel after it, just before the, actually just before the collision. And they found it in the footage. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole, um, I don't know if it's slander, defamation of character, what it would be, you know, that they, uh, that they sued them for. But, um, you know, General Motors came back at Dateline and said, this isn't the case. You know, we've, we've, mm-hmm. we found the tampering. They went, they searched through something like 22 junkyards, Ben, in Indiana. They found the, the test vehicles that they used during this video shoot. And found the evidence. They found the evidence. They, they searched through junkyards. Oops. They did, they did x-ray evidence on the tanks that they found. I mean, they really went in depth with this and they found that something like six frames prior to the impact, they were seeing smoke coming out of, uh, out of the fuel tank area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things were being detonated somehow. And I guess someone, in inside on Dateline, you know, one Ooh. of their uh, he, someone leaked the information that they had, wow. had they had rigged it up with these rocket engines to ignite the fuel because of course there was there was there was fuel spillage sure but it wouldn't have ignited. See, that's that's something that I think is a good lesson for us to take with us from this episode, which is that when you hear these sensational stories, as tempting as it is to accept it for fact 
have to wonder if they're playing with your emotions or sensationalizing something. It was definitely sensationalized. Right. And it's always good to, uh, pay attention to that. Um, and again, these car, you can, you can lead a car to a fire, but you can't make it explode. Mm. That's the worst thing I've said. So oh, well, that's all right. We'll work on that one. We'll pass it. Well, we can't let it in this way, Scott. I've got an awesome piece of listener mail. All right. Let's finish up with that. All right. So, Scott, we have a, uh, a fellow from Australia writing to us. His name is Cherba. He said that's not his real name, but that's what everybody calls me. Cherba says, I just listened to the Worst Cars episode, and I must say I had to write to you about it, but it might need a little bit of explanation. Uh, I was listening to the show, as I normally do while going about my day, getting ready to turn some errands and the like, just as I hopped in my vehicle, took my headphones off, put my phone in the console, went on my merry way. I got to my destination, step out of the car, put my headphones on, take a lean on my front bumper, light a cigarette, start the episode where I left off just as you start talking about the worst car of the 20th century, which happens to be the same make and model, the bumper of which I was leaning on. Oh, no. Yeah, he said, he said your worst car of the 20th century, my 1990 Nissan Vanette. Oh, no, really? <laughs> oh, but he's in Australia. Yes. And that's the key difference, right? Yes. Oh, man, you are brilliant at this, Scott. So he said it's not exactly the model that you and I were talking about. He said the American model was certainly uh, the 20th century barbecue world champion. He said he drives the Australian model, which had a slightly smaller 2.0 uh, Z20S engine with a dual plug head rather than the uh, American engine. He said barbecue. Now, that's uh, that's the first time in this episode. I can't believe it that we said barbecue. I thought one of us would say it. Oh, well, technically we didn't. Yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> but um but yeah, so he said uh he said I'll have no such filthy slander spread about the mighty van. <laughs> and uh he does say it's it's a it's a genuinely great vehicle and uh it's tough as nails, it rarely fails or breaks down, it won't let you down. It's not without problems. It's got the rear wheel drive, but with the engine weight balance most of the seats uh, most of the body up front combined with the hard suspension and aggressive stance, it's more tail happy than the entire vehicular lineup of Tokyo Drift combined. <laughs> Possibly combined with Hugh Hefner. So, so let me say this. I guess yeah. the, his version, the version that he has, the, uh, the model of that one, I guess is, uh, is a superior model to the one that we had because of the modifications that were made in the United States. And that's mm-hmm. what made it unsafe here. So, uh, so yeah, of course, that's a great vehicle. And Chirpa's email is so well written. I wish I could read the whole thing, but we don't have time. Just some of my favorite lines here is like, uh, while her top speed is limited, to say the least, with that big commercial gearbox in it, it'll leap off the line like it's been kicked up the backside and accelerates like a startled cat. Uh, another one, every other pedal is heavy enough that you end up with legs like Mr. Universe. It's overpowered, harsh in every measure, uncompromising, and if you do it wrong, it will punish you. It's nearly impossible to drive in wet weather, he says. Um, so he talks about the car. He says, basically, if you're not used to it, it's swirly, exhausting, confusing, and cantankerous. But once you get used to driving it uh, and get a feel for how it works, it's a dream. And it's fun to drive. Uh, and he also points out that this has made him a better racer because of the way he's learned to drive this Vanette. Very good. Well, Cherba, we did not mean to uh, disparage your Vanette in any way. We were, uh, <laughs> we were talking specifically about the American version, and uh, I know that there are thousands of these things out there, hundreds of thousands probably. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm trying to think about this, Ben. Look at the photos of the Vanette. It seems like I've been on one or two of these as a, as a shuttle, a, a hotel shuttle in foreign countries. You know, whenever I'm going to and from the airport to the hotel, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, they've picked us up in a Vanette. 
And uh, I agree, they're great vehicles, but the one that they brought here to the States, awful. Yeah, it's just, I think it is the different engine. I think he makes a great point. Now, uh, one last thing from Cherba. He gave us a little bit of a lesson on Australian pronunciation that I would like to read to our listeners to close the episode. While Americans always pronounce it Brisbane, he says, it's Brisbane. All right. And uh, also for the record, uh, Melbourne is pronounced Melbourne. Adelaide is pronounced Adelaide. Maybe I got that one wrong. Canberra pronounced Canberra. And that should keep any unusually picky Aussies off your back in the future. Hmm. I don't know. I'll try to adhere to that, but I, I can't promise anything. Brisbane. Uh, well, thank you so much for writing to us, Cherba. Thank you, everybody, uh, for checking out the little bit more of the real science behind the Hollywood explosions. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, we were quickly going through the reasons why a fuel mm. tank won't explode and the seams breaking and all that. You know, yeah. just dig into it for yourself, but you'll find that cars really are trying very hard not to explode. I'll tell you that. Yes, and as always, the advice that we hope is implied in everything we talk about when it comes to a car disaster scenario, preventive maintenance will always be an advantage. Yep, that's right, and that's where that uh, Top 10 Causes of Car Fires article comes into play. You know, read that, you'll know exactly what not to do. Yep, and you can find us on the Internet, Facebook, Twitter, our very own website, carstuffshow.com. And if you have a suggestion for uh, some pronunciation guides or a great car story you'd like to tell us, why not send us an email? We are carstuffatdiscovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com.